Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to the Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Alexander Dickel. Alexander is Associate Professor of French at Virginia Tech. He's a bilingual poet and translator who works in French and English and is a scholar of modern and contemporary French and Francophone literature and film. His poetic works include Appetite's Trial Balloons, Rhapsody Curious, his translations with Sean T. Reynolds of Air of Solitude and Requiem by Gustav Rue is forthcoming from Siegel Books in November 2019. He recently co-edited with Yulong, the Yiddish poetry feature in the current issue of Asymptote. Welcome, Alexander. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks for joining me today. I read that um, the magazine's name, Asymptote, comes from, and I quote, the dotted line on a graph that a mathematical function may tend toward but never reach. Similarly, a translated text may never fully replicate the effect of the original. It is its own creative act. Can you tell me a little bit more about the magazine, Um, just a little bit of background? Yeah, the magazine has been running for, uh, I believe, more than 10 years now. Uh, it's uh, really the vision of the, the editor in chief, Yu Liang, and uh, uh, he's been uh, he's been helming that for the for the entire run of the magazine. Um, uh, we don't just feature uh, translations. There has been an English poetry uh, feature at one point, uh, and we do occasionally uh, experimental translations as well uh, that are more sort of uh, towards the. Uh, on the spectrum of translation towards adaptation rather than towards uh, an attempt to replicate the original. Uh, but we've had features from uh, from all over the world. We have uh, team members from uh, six continents, uh, over 100, uh, 100 team members who work with us to bring the, the magazine to uh, to the public. Um, unlike a magazine like uh, Words, Words Without Borders, uh, Asymptote operates largely without uh, institutional support uh, so it's it's very much a um, uh, a group effort uh, on a volunteer basis uh, uh, as opposed to a, uh, a you know, richly richly underwritten uh, uh, enterprise like words without borders which of course we admire very much as well uh, they're really sort of asymptotes uh, cousin in the world of translation uh, as the the other major uh, online website there are a number of other journals um, but as what makes Asymptote singular is the scope of the enterprise. Each issue is about 300 pages, three to 400 pages of material, um, and uh, the scope as well of the team uh, across the globe. Well, um, as I would mention, I think it's a really ambitious undertaking, and you do a superb job. It's really quite something. Wondering what some of the challenges are, and um, what drew you, in this case, to launch the feature Yiddish Poetry? Uh, what led me to launch the feature? Yeah, um, what, um, what drew you in the direction of featuring some Yiddish poetry in this current issue? Well, I've been curious about Yiddish poet, poetry for a long time. I'm uh, by no means uh, someone who knows it well, uh, and it, this was an occasion to sort of discover what's out there, uh, not only in terms of contemporary work, but older work as well. Uh, you know, I've come across a few poems uh, uh, in, here and there in my time, uh, but I wanted to see sort of what there was beyond uh, sort of received image of what Yiddish poetry is about uh, that might be out there. Um, 
so I, uh, I coordinated with Yu Yong uh, to discuss uh, what kinds of options for special features might bring us a little bit of support. Uh, and I, I had the idea of Yiddish poetry as just one possibility among others. Uh, and he seemed to take to the idea quite, quite readily. He was, he was very interested in the notion. Uh, so we pursued that possibility. And uh, Mendel Cohen, of course, of the Yiddish Book Center was, was very receptive. Uh, and we got a lot of support as well from uh, uh, in uh, non-material uh, support, spreading the word from uh, from places like Evo and uh, and other institutions. Um, so it really it really took off pretty quickly. Uh, I was really happy with uh, with the response. I have a number of friends who work in Yiddish uh, that I know electronically for the most part. Uh, and um, what originally sparked the idea was actually coming across a poem. Um, called Six Lines uh, by uh, Aaron Seidlin uh, that had been posted by Zachary Schollenberger on uh, on Facebook at one point. And I thought the poem was so splendid uh, that I uh, it, it sort of sparked the idea of, of possibly pursuing a Yiddish feature. Um, we'd also thought about uh, maybe a Polish feature. There's a lot of exciting things going on in Poland uh, in literature. Um, uh, I can't remember what some of our other possibilities were. Hungarian, maybe. We've had a Hungarian feature in the past, and we thought we might do a, a Hungarian feature in a different uh, in a different la- in a different genre. Pardon me, um, but we decided in the end uh, to go with the Yiddish feature, and I'm uh, very proud of the result. Yeah, we were delighted when you um, approached us. Uh, you know, Mendel Cohen mentioned that you were interested in putting out the call and all of that, and. We're delighted to support this effort. And I wonder how, were you surprised by the submissions and what came in? Yeah, um, it was very diverse. We got uh, a few offerings from, you know, uh, Hasidic poets that sometimes write under pseudonym, uh, write a sort of a more, uh, uh, you know, sort of more infused with with folk traditions and with with, uh, Jewish uh, learning. Um, and we also got, uh, for instance, uh, uh, um, Taub's submission that's much more contemporary uh, and, uh, and works very much with sort of modern-day America in a very, uh, in a very vivid way. Um, uh, and then w- one of the ones that I was really the most happy with was the Dvoira Vogel uh, tran- translations, which I just think the world of. I think they're really uh, incredibly vivid and, and memorable uh, and and fresh, they really don't read like uh, I think like like a lot of the other submissions that we got. Uh, so I was really excited about those in particular. I hope that Jordan will uh, will eventually release a, a collection of those. I think they'd be a really wonderful addition to uh, uh, you know some of the major figures. There are um, there's a uh, I think Zachary actually has a, a volume of such cover uh, in production with uh, us. Yeah, um, yeah. Yes. And there are a number of other, uh, you know, wonderful volumes coming out in the near future. Um, Richard Fine has also done a Sutzkever in, in in recent years. Um, so it was uh, it was it was really exciting. Uh, you know, I I I think the 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 stereotype of the slush pile is that it's a it's a drag for the editors and it wears you down and you slog through. Uh, many many submissions that are that are that are subpar and you find find it frustrating and that was not at all my experience I really I really enjoyed reading all of the submissions and found something to enjoy in all of them um, uh, uh, so it was it was very uh, it was very vivifying it was not 
flush piles uh, have the reputation for. Yeah, I think it's a really exciting time for translation, not only Yiddish translation, but translation in general, which seems to be making inroads. Um, because I people, well, in the case of Yiddish, are beginning to realize that it is a world literature, and it's surprising. A lot of it's very contemporary, a lot of it's modern, um, and it's not like you are slogging through work thinking, what of this can I really publish? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, well, you, go ahead. as a matter of fact, I, well, I was going to say, I was, I was actually hoping to get a, uh, a submission or two from, like, Australia, for instance, where, there's, uh, where there is actually a, um, uh, some Yiddish poetry going on as well. Um, I didn't, in the end, to my knowledge... Uh, but hopefully, you know, word of the word of the feature itself will will spread uh, to to many different parts of the world. I'd like that. Yeah, uh, because there are pockets of Yiddishists around the world now, and certainly everything that's going on, as I say, with translation, um, we're just seeing more and more work coming out, which is incredibly exciting to be able to mine what's there. Um, and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your work in translation. My work in translation spans from uh, experimental translations. I've done some work with a, a French poet named uh, David Christophel, uh, and we have a, uh, an experimental piece that I've done with him that has been seeking a trans. It's an awkward size. It's about 17 pages long uh, in the original, uh, and it's been very difficult to find a publisher of a, of a chapbook uh, that's, that's that size. Um, but I've also done uh, more traditional translations. I like to work with writers, so I tend to do... Um, you know, work by living writers, but I've also done uh, writers like Max Jacob, uh, who's uh, who passed away in '44. Um, I've done um, uh, major contemporary figures like Prigent, uh, Henri Droguet, uh, uh, and there's a volume of Gustave Roux translations. He's a Swiss major Swiss poet uh, uh, who died in the '70s. Um, and that's coming out from Seagull Press in November. Uh, and I have a number of other things in the works, including a translation of a science fiction novel by Anna Damasio, whose most recent novel uh, has been has been topping the bestseller list in France right now. Uh, uh, he's sold uh, more than 80,000 copies since April. Uh, so that's very exciting to see uh, to see his uh, his second novel, his previous novel, uh, uh, nearing completion at this point. Um, Translation is really very much part of my, my creative practice as well, since I do write both languages. Sometimes I'll write the poems in French first uh, and translate them to English, or adapt them to English, uh, and sometimes the, uh, the reverse. I'm writing a novel right now in French and translating that slowly as I go uh, into English. Um, so, you know, I really uh, dip into a little bit of every, every dimension of, uh, of the art, I think, to some extent. I've also done uh, academic translation. And um, and translated some art criticism as well many years ago. And I guess I would love to ask you what are the challenges? Which I think it's harder to work with poetry, yes, than uh, not necessarily. Oh. It's a different kind of job. So poetry is very much sort of precision work, like uh, like designing a piece of custom jewelry, uh, whereas fiction requires an enormous amount of stamina. You have to be able to just sit at the computer and bang it out uh, for long periods of time uh, with fiction. And fiction can pose its own challenges, right? Translating uh, Damasio's uh, science fiction novel, The Horde of Counterwind, 
has been very instructive in that regard since he uses enormous amounts of uh, neologisms. And uh, I wrote a little piece for the for the asymptote blog uh, concerning those translating those neologisms. And sometimes I'll you know I've been known to speak for for upwards of an hour on a single term uh, with the writer to decide how to translate a, a single neologism. Uh, so it's the challenges are different, but um, uh, but fairly fairly similar ultimately. I really admire a translator like. Um, uh, uh, like um, the translator of uh, the Polish writer uh, Flights, who won the man who won the Man Booker uh, International Prize, um, who who's translating uh, the Books of Jacob right now, uh, which is enormous. It's like fifteen hundred pages long or something. Uh, and you know to be able to sit down and, and and just plow through a translation like that is really quite something. Was it interesting to work with translators who were? Um, translating from the Yiddish in terms of the editing role that you had? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I could really only approach things from, since my Yiddish is, is more or less non-existent, I, I really relied on sort of a, getting a feel for the poems uh, uh, in English and you know how they worked in English. Uh, so there were a number of, of uh, you know, small decisions that were made. The copy editors as well worked on worked with the authors on uh, making small small changes to the poems. Um, one of the things that I observed was the different approaches to translation. So we have two translators uh, working on uh, Itzik Monger's work, um, and one of them uses a, a strict rhyme scheme uh, translation style, and the other um, really designed his translation as uh, something like a, uh, not quite a crib, but really sort of a guide to the Yiddish. Uh, and, um, and it gives a very different feel. One of them is very, very sober and almost unadorned uh, in flavor. And the other is, is, uh, is, is very uh, richly textured, uh, uh, like the original. And, you know, that's, very, that's a very different door into, into, the, into the poems. Uh, so it was very interesting to observe those different approaches to translation. That was one of the reasons that we decided to include both the, both of the manga translations in the end was because uh, we felt that they sort of showed different sides of manga's work mm-hmm. in an interesting way. Yeah, I mean, you you put this together in a really beautifully curated way. And do you you find with um, Asymptote that you're also beginning to, well, you do enjoy a really good audience, but is that audience building, that people are more receptive to reading work in translation? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, there uh, were more visits, I think, to the, to the site this time around than, uh, than ever in the history of Asymptote. So it's uh, certainly been a very successful issue uh, in terms of, you know, number of visitors. Um, and I think there is more and more interest in translation. I think it's, you know, I think we'll get beyond our four percent of the uh, of the uh, publishing market um, pretty quickly here if we keep going at this pace. Uh, there are certain markets that are slowly uh, becoming a little bit more permeable to translation. I'm thinking in particular of science fiction, which has historically been extremely resistant to translation, part, partly because of the costs uh, involved in translating works. Um, which you know, publishers who are concerned with the commercial success of works tend to shy away from. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we've seen in the last few years uh, 
Liu's three-body problem win a Hugo for the, and that's the first time that a translated work ever won a Hugo award. Uh, so I think we're seeing a little bit of recognition that there is science fiction beyond the realm of the United States and England uh, that deserves our attention. Uh, and I think the same will 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 follow in other genres as uh, as things start to loosen up and edit, uh, editors become interested in, in looking a little bit beyond uh, their usual uh, uh, stables, as it were. Well, we applaud the work that you're doing. It's a free online journal, um, which brings together, as you say, the best in contemporary literature. Um, and for our listeners, they can find this where? They can find it at www.asymptotejournal.com. Uh, that's the current issue. Uh, if you go to the website, it'll come up with the current issue immediately, and there's a huge archive of our uh, of our last uh, 10 years or so of, uh, of issues. Um uh, we've had uh, recent new additions to the team, including a poetry, a new poetry editor uh, uh, after the um, uh, our former poetry editor departed after some uh, eight or nine years of working with the journal, uh, Aditi Mikado, whose uh, whose work is quite wonderful. Um, and uh, uh, it's you know the, the the adventure continues to evolve. We'll have a Catalan issue coming up uh, pretty shortly, and. Um, uh, and more to come. Well, great. Well, keep up the good work, um, and I encourage all of our listeners to have a look. Um, I think you will find that you can get lost in translation in the sense that there's so much to discover there. Um, so thank you for surfacing this and, and making it all possible. It's my pleasure. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for visiting with us today. Take care. Right. Take care. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To subscribe to this and other podcasts, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. I'm Sarah Blakefeld. Be well, be healthy, and tune in again soon.